Hello and welcome to the Flying Frisbee podcast with me, Dominic Frisbee. And today's piece is called The Look. It is your Sunday morning thought piece. And the subtitle is What Jordan Peterson, Timothy West, Nigel Farage, John Humphreys and Michael Parkinson have in common. About 25 years ago, I was giving a speech at my father's 65th birthday party. There were 70 or 80 people at the dinner, and as Dad was a playwright, most of them were theatricals. I'm a comedian, it was a fun occasion, so I wanted the speech to be funny. But there were a few entertainment VIPs in the room, so they were professional as well as personal reasons to make sure my speech was as good as possible. But it was a very personal occasion, a landmark in my dad's life, so there was no way I was going to crowbar in bits from my act. I wanted the speech to be special. Um, I love my dad very much and I wanted to say so publicly. But I also didn't want the speech to descend into an embarrassing, gushing, sentimental affair. It was by no means the hardest speech I've ever had to give, but there was still a balance I had to get right. And I felt under a bit of pressure because there were so many theatricals in the room. As I was speaking, and I guess I was feeling a little nervous, I noticed someone looking at me. Of course, the whole room was looking at me, but this was the only person I noticed. He had friendly blue eyes, narrowed in a frown of intense concentration, and he seemed deeply interested in what I had to say. I don't know if I was projecting my own imagination, but there was a wise, kindly look to him, and I'd never noticed anybody listen like that before. It was a few moments before I realised it was the actor Timothy West. Thinking about it later, it made sense to me why Timothy West had been such a popular actor with his peers. He listened so well. In a room of 80 people, all doing the same thing, his was the listening I noticed. By the way, any aspiring actors reading this, work on your listening. It's a crucial yet underrated skill and one that is rarely taught Teaching is concentrated around the bits where you're doing the talking. But watch what wonderful listeners many great actors are. So we fast forward a couple of years and I was doing a set on the Radio 4 show, Loose Ends. This was around 1999 and in those days the show was recorded live. But the only audience you would have were the four or five other guests on the show who would be sitting in the studio with you, along with the host, Ned Sherin. You got some real VIPs on that show. I used to do it quite a bit. And off the top of my head, I remember appearing with Jackie Collins, Danny Minogue, Divine Comedy, Mariella Frostrup, Sir Humphrey Burton, The Proclaimers and many more besides. But most of them would be thinking about their own bits. So doing comedy in that little studio could be a bit like doing comedy into the void. Comedy's hard without an audience, even if by the time it made it out onto the radio, it seemed to work. And I think it was the first time I'd done the show, so I was nervous. And there I was doing my Ludwig the Bavarian act, all dressed up in my lederhosen costume, with all sorts of nerves rushing through my head as I did my act to no audience. When there it was again, the look. The kindly, listening, I know what you're going through and I'm on your side, look. This time it was Michael Parkinson, one of the guests on the show. While all the other guests, and to an extent Ned, were wrapped up in their own stuff, Parkinson took time out to listen to me, and straight away I understood why he had been such a successful chat show host. We move on 
Over 10 years to 2012, and my first book, Life After the State, which, as the title suggests, makes the case for a lot less government in our lives. And on the day it was published, I was invited onto Radio 4's Today programme to talk about the role of the state. My publisher, Dan Kieran of Unbound, told me, getting on the Today programme is the holy grail for an author. You're very lucky. You're on, the best, uh, you're on at the best time, peak listening time, just before nine. Everybody will be listening. The Prime Minister will be listening. To say I was nervous is an understatement. This is the Today programme, I told myself, for really clever people. It's not for comedians who've decided they want to write about economics. It's the BBC, the Ministry of Media. The last thing they'll suffer is some non-economist comedian calling for a smaller state. You are so going to be found out. In the green room beforehand, I could barely speak. Would you like a cup of coffee? Oh, no, thanks. Actually, yes, please. Uh, no, no, actually, yes. Um, not sure. I'm sorry? I was to be interviewed by James Naughty, and there was a nice chap by the name of Neil Lawson from left-wing think tank Compass who would take the opposing side of the debate. There were various other people in the studio, all deep in notes and preparation for their next slot. None of them looked up as we came in. And so our slot began. If I had my life again, I'd answer one key question about collectivism differently, and I still get cross with myself about it. But overall, I guess I did okay. However, mid-interview, while I was talking, I could feel somebody looking at me. I looked to my left, away from the people I was talking to, Naughty and Lawson, and there, staring at me intently, was John Humphreys. He'd looked up from his notes, and with his eyes narrowed slightly, now seemed to be deeply interested in what I was saying, even though he was nothing to do with this particular interview. His listening carried that same mixture of interest, intense focus, kindness and understanding that Timothy West's did all those years ago. Just as with West, I felt I gained some understanding as to why John Humphreys has been so successful in his extremely competitive profession. Afterwards, I went and gave him a copy of the book. Have a read and see what you think, I said, but I doubt you'll be on board with all the anti-state stuff. You'd be surprised, he replied. Just a few months later, I was speaking about gold at an investor's show. Tom Winifred, the organiser, had managed to get Nigel Farage as his keynote speaker. This was years before the Brexit vote, but thanks to the internet, his speeches at the EU Parliament were already starting to go viral. Afterwards, he and I sat down and started talking. All sorts of people were bombarding him for photos and signatures, and he was very gracious to everybody who pestered him. But at the same time, he managed to convey the impression that he was really interested in talking to me. And, as I talked... There was that same look again, eyes narrowed slightly, kindly, wise, interested, focused on you and you alone. If you say the names of John Humphreys or Nigel Farage, kindness is not the first word that springs to mind with either, but that was what I saw. Nor is Farage known as a great listener, but my experience was that he is, and I'm sure it's his listening to people as he travelled up and down the country that made him so popular at grassroots level and helped him build such a following. Farage in person, as his GB News show, especially Talking Pints, is proving, is a far cry from the monster many of his opponents, especially the centrist trots who write for The Guardian, have made him out to be. A few days ago, I was lucky enough to be invited to dinner with Jordan Peterson. It's funny, Peterson is one of the biggest stars on the internet. He's adored by so many, and yet there are still quite a few people who have no idea who he is, 
My manager thought I was going to dinner with Jordan Henderson. Andrews Doyle and Shaw, the organisers of Comedy Unleashed, comedian Simon Evans and author Jeremy Hildreth were there, as well as Peterson's Minder, who took this photo below. And it was amazing how quickly we got through the niceties and moved on to the interesting stuff. Within a few minutes of sitting down, we were talking about lucid dreams. These are dreams that you know are dreams while you dream them. I had a lucid dream last year in which I met my father, who died in 2020, at a house party and, in the kitchen, started updating him on the progress I'd made uh, with Kisses on a Postcard, um, the new songs I'd written, the edits and so on. Kisses on a Postcard is this huge musical project I've been working on. Uh, This is a dream, isn't it? I said to him after a while. He smiled and nodded. So I mentioned at the table with Jordan Peterson that I'd had this lucid dream last year in which I'd had this conversation with my dead father. Peterson's head flashed round and he looked at me as I spoke. And there was that look again. That same Timothy West, Michael Parkinson, John Humphreys, Nigel Farage, narrowed-eyed, focused um, look of kindness, sympathy, empathy and genuine interest. Never mind how articulate he is, I'll bet one reason Peterson is so popular is because he listens. In fact, one reason he's so articulate is because he listens. He replies to what people actually say rather than what he thinks they've said. And that centres him in the truth. In the moment, and as being centred in the moment, he's centred in the truth. So there we are, people who have the look. All those people, Michael Parkinson, John Humphreys, Nigel Farage, Timothy West, Jordan Peterson. What's the moral of all of this? I guess, listen. Don't talk, listen. And as an addendum, I saw just how popular and loved Jordan Peterson was about an hour or two later. Over dinner, somebody suggested that he do a set at Comedy Unleashed later that evening, and he agreed to read a comic poem he'd written. I was emceeing, and as I, I introduced him as the open spot, saying something like, we like to bring on the new talent at Comedy Unleashed, so we give people short spots, and if they're any good, they can progress to a full spot, blah, blah, blah. Please welcome Jordan Peterson. And the audience, at first, couldn't believe what they'd heard. And then as he came onto the stage, they rose to their feet and gave him a standing ovation. It was amazing how much they love him. And, I don't know, I might have ended up comparing what may be Jordan Peterson's only ever comedy spot anyway thank you very much for listening uh please subscribe and blah 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 and i'll be back with another podcast very soon goodbye